0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: This is an episode of Aliens and Astrology. If you enjoyed it, you can listen to all their content at ForbiddenKnowledge.News and all podcast platforms. Just click the link in the description to get access to all their content now.
2: Welcome to the show. My name is Karen Holton. I am an ET experiencer and ambassador, an Ascension coach, a direct channel, a shamanic guide, and I'm the host of Aliens and Astrology. Be sure to check out more of my unique content on my website www.karenholtonhealthcoach.com. And my YouTube, Odyssey, and Telegram channels, Karen Holton TV. I can also be found on the Forbidden Knowledge News Network, www.forbiddenknowledge.news. My paranormal experiences have taught me to replace my beliefs with working theories, which evolve over time. My co host is Dave Petrella. And although we hold two different viewpoints we both see things from the same broad perspective and we are both passionate about the ascension process
4: hi i'm dave petrella i'm an astrologer biologist spiritual guide and oak island theorist you can find me on facebook and youtube at dave petrella and on instagram at dave petrella 12. please feel free to send me an email through my youtube page i'm happy to join karen in our search for truth We can find the answers we're looking for about health, science, extraterrestrial intelligence, and many other related topics. We're glad to have you join us today for the show.
2: everybody welcome to our very very first show of aliens and astrology as you know by now my name is karen holton and my co-host is dave petrella and we thought we'd start things off today talking about our journey how did we get to this point why did we start this show what do we plan to offer people and what are basically what are our our intentions and so um Uh, Dave's on the road right now doing research, so I'm hoping we're going to do an episode where we're going to cover where his research has led him and, uh, you know, more information about that, and we've got some other great stuff coming up for you. But for today, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about my journey, and I do not expect you all to believe every word I say. Um, I actually appreciate very much you hearing what I have to say about my journey, because you could have a journey similar or different or completely different. And it's all valid. And it's all important because it all brings us to a point where we're becoming the change we want to see in the world. And I have found this is just very powerful, um, very powerful for us to do so, um, starting with myself, um, I guess basically I was I, I'm I live in Canada. I'm a Canadian, and um, you know, I was born into a working class family. But my, um, due to intergenerational um extraterrestrial contact and psychic experiences, Uh, My my grandmother, she was very open about her experiences, but my mother, not so much. It kind of terrified her. She really wanted to um, and did buy into the three-dimensional reality um, as it's presented within the construct, and she didn't want to talk about or acknowledge that anything else existed. So I was having paranormal experiences. Um, More, um, I didn't know exactly who I was having these experiences with, because I was just getting spontaneous knowings, messages, I wasn't hearing voices or anything like that, it just came to me in abstract symbols, concepts, thoughts, even things that were quite difficult to put into English, especially as a child. So I thought, well, I thought everybody had these experiences. I didn't understand that, you know, I was uh, pretty much the only one in my family and in my community. So I started going to churches because I thought, well, this has to do with God. I knew it was a very good thing that I was experiencing. And I thought, well, this has to do with God. So I better go to churches and find out, you know, what, what God's plan is for me. And I started going to different churches, and it was always the same thing. They said that I shouldn't talk about my paranormal experiences, that they're the work of the devil, that, um, you know, that um, it would bring harm to me, that I could lose my soul, all this kind of scary stuff. But the truth of the matter is, I knew that wasn't true. I also kind of didn't 100% trust the churches because every church I went to, and I actually right up until my adult life tried quite a few different religions. And um, they all said they were the only ones that represented God, their interpretation, each individual denomination of the Christian religion that I went and looked into. And a few even offbeat religions that I, um, that I looked into, they all said they have the only understanding of the Bible, everybody else is wrong. They have the only interpretation of God, everybody else is wrong. And only by doing what I was told by being obedient and subservient, especially amongst the fundamentalist uh, Christian religions, you know, would I have a chance of surviving. And so I became really afraid of death. And I shut down that part. Of my of my um, awareness, I just kind of tried to ignore it. Uh, didn't follow, you know, my my body sensations. When I communicate with other beings, it's not just symbols and concepts that I see in my mind's eye. It's also body sensations. I get actual feelings, and the feelings that I get from my communication with these beings was always very good, but I put it away and I started listening to people within the construct because we're taught that it's very important to go to external experts. So for your health, you would never want to tackle that on your own. You want to go see a doctor or a medical specialist. For politics, we're not supposed to think too much about that. We're supposed to trust the politicians and that the politicians are there for our best interest. And on and on and on it went, religions, et cetera, et cetera, everything we're supposed to go to an expert. And then of course the family that I was raised in, my mother and father, although they thought very differently, actually my mother and my stepfather, although they saw the world two very different ways, they never came together and formed their own kind of conscious reality, but they both were um, set themselves as experts And that we, as their offspring, knew nothing and that we could only do well if we went to them for advice. And of course, their thinking was very entrenched in 1940s and 1950s ways of thinking and being. So anyway, what happened was uh, throughout my life, I tried very hard to be the best person I could be. You know, I I also believe that God, at least as um, the churches claim God is, was everything and everywhere. And even to to this day, I kind of do think that outside of the construct, there is another reality that has consciousness, I'm going to call it, uh, I'm going to call it um, universal consciousness, and that it is everywhere, and it does know everything. So why try to be a fake person, when I should be authentic to myself and authentic to the experiences that that I'm perceiving in my own life. So anyway, things basically didn't go very well for me all this time, uh, going to religions, I learned a lot, I read the Bible, at least three times. So I know what it says, I know what it doesn't say. Um, But I never really found the relief that I needed. And I ended up really messing up my life. uh, Because I never went inside, I never listened to what my internal guidance system was telling me. And so um, it wasn't until I had just a huge, horrible experience in my life. It was very traumatic. And at that point, I was contacted by um, an angelic presence. And my angelic presence is really what um, opened me up to a spiritual life that included me and my internal resources. And the guidance and the love that I've received has been amazing. Then later on, I actually had a three month and that's first time three months because time is very different when we're off world. And I had an experience where I was transported to a very large, what we would call a mother ship. Um, um, I don't know where this ship really is. I don't even know if it's within our galaxy, but I had so much learning and so many amazing experiences that I was able to really get a, a sense of how other beings do things very differently. So these beings are actually um, what I would consider our next stage of evolution. So they're at our next stage of health, wellness, psychology, spirituality, in every way. They look very much like humans, although they are a diverse group. So what happened is, the sort of story is,
1: Play
0: for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: The ancestors of this group that I had my um extraterrestrial experiences with, they originally did things the way we hear in our solar system about the greys and the reptilians and the different kinds of beings that that visit uh, planet Earth. And I, I, by the way, have no experience with any of that. So I can't say this is true. This isn't, I don't know. Um, and their um, experiences, the Earth people that report on these experiences, they're just about as far out as my own experiences. So who am I to judge? But the group that I was involved with, they used to do things that way, where they would um, Try to, um, although they are not allowed to interfere with, they are, um, they did try to do things like raise the frequency and elevate, elevate the, um, the spirituality of groups on earth. But what always happens is that the, the planets that have people that need the help, generally because they're being screwed over by an elitist type class. Uh, who have set themselves up as the experts, unfortunately, they prevent the common people from knowing what ET is offering us and different options on how to do things. So the group that I'm involved with, what they decided, and this is thousands of years ago, They decided that they would uh, work on an energy and a frequency basis where they, when certain people on any planet are suffering, need help, reach out, um, what happens is they're able to communicate on a spiritual level. And then the person like myself, who is contacted, um, depending on what we can handle, um, our level of health, spirituality, how much frequency we can hold and how much of understanding we can actually wrap our heads around, that is what determines how much training, information, etc, that we get. So what I really want to tell people is the fact that I've had angelic and ET and other types of uh, um, um, contact, that in itself, although it might make for a good story, doesn't really have a lot of value, the value comes from the things I've learned, the things I've witnessed, things I've perceived. And so I see it as my job to bring that information down to planet Earth at this time, and put it into terms that people can understand, um, so that everyone can benefit from the wisdom and the knowledge It's not all about, oh, I'm so great. I had this ET experience and I can tell this wonderful story. Now, it is a wonderful story. I'm actually working on a book right now, which when it's ready, I'll let you know. And you can hopefully buy it and read it and see what you think. It's quite different than a lot of the other um, stories that are out there. But the really important thing is the information. Me understanding how they do things on different worlds is what I'm bringing to the table. And so Dave and I've created this show that's unique to us. And it's not just um, a cute little saying, aliens and astrology. We're getting amazing understanding and technology. Astrology is a technology. The information that I have gotten from ET is technological in nature. It involves our physical, bodies, our emotional bodies, our light bodies, um, every aspect, our spiritual bodies, and it's all very, very spiritual, but not in any way religious. And so, um, as most of you know, I'm a talk show host on another show called The Quantum Guide Show, I really recommend you check it out. But I'm basically the host. So it's the shows are about my guests, not so much about me. So this platform is a great opportunity for Dave and I to discuss all kinds of issues that are affecting humanity, and we're able to bring in what we know. Dave has also let him tell his own story, but he's also coming from a spiritual perspective through an, uh, a higher understanding of astrology, and I'm coming from a perspective where I am being taught, even to this day by my extraterrestrial friends, family. I consider them my family and also from other spiritual sources. So um, that's basically what I'm bringing to the table. And as far as my journey goes, I had you know this intense three month period where I spent time off world. Um, but to me, having that experience was more like three and a half years. So in the upcoming shows, I will talk more about my experiences and the big ship and how it works and how everybody gets along and all kinds of cultural things that um, help you to really get an understanding of what some of the off-world beings are are doing, how they are beca- basically, they have already become the change they want to see in the world. and they're offering us training and understanding so that if we want to, we can apply that um, here on planet Earth. So that's about all. Um, I do still have contact. I have contact with my guides, my ET, angels, all kinds of beings. Um, And I have become very good at receiving that information via uh, sort of translating or perceiving within my own realm, body sensations, thoughts, spontaneous knowings, all different ways. And so what I'm hoping I can also do is encourage you to reach out, which is actually reaching within and find your own guides, your own spiritual support, um, your inner guru, and Dave and I are going to talk about a myriad of ways that you can do this, because you're in the driver's seat. And um, this life, however, we're here on Earth, doesn't matter if we come back or not, um, is really up to us to engineer the kind of life that we want. And when we all start engineering, literally engineering our own life, the construct won't matter so much, won't be as disturbing, and we'll have many options that we maybe never really thought about before. So that's a, that's about it for my, my journey. Um, I started making podcasts um, only about three years ago, and this is part of my spiritual journey as well. And at that point, I just want to turn it over to Dave and um, Dave Petrella and uh, let him talk to you a little bit about his journey. Dave.
4: Great. Thanks, Karen. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, And I couldn't agree more. You know, it's about each of us. We have our own personal journey. And um, really one of the big tenets that that I feel very strongly about is that um i'm not interfering with other people's journeys all i'm doing is um providing some options for people especially if you've never heard of you know or if you've never seen astrology done correctly uh which is a scientific and mathematical way it is a technology you're right karen it absolutely is it's a system it's a supercomputer it's a cycle of time it's all of these things so um yeah you know it's it's uh i think you would agree karen it's about getting people what's going to be right for them at the correct time um, you know leaving is it's not a for me I just want people to have success you know and obviously uh, respect other people take care of the people around you and everything um, but you know the way I've done it I'm, I'm quite sure is not the way that most people are going to go about it maybe um, you know a few years or maybe more than a few years down the line people might um, get around to some of the other things that, that I've been able to synthesize together it's really, you know, I think you'd agree many, many years coming that you, uh, the knowledge that you gather, you, you can't see the full, not, not that we're ever going to see the entire picture, but in terms of the picture opening up to us, uh, it often takes a lot of integrated information from multiple disciplines, um, you know, like the Renaissance people uh, back in the day, you really, they knew how to do most of the disciplines and that's why they were so genius because it's not saying, oh, I'm I'm a scientist or I'm a doctor, or whatever. So I'm not going to do law, or I'm a doctor, I'm not going to do astrology, or whatever. No, they, you know, you can you can actually embrace all of them, be open minded, and um, you know, take what works for you, and try to be respectful of other people's opinions, and uh, just leave the rest, you know, that, that doesn't suit you. So in any case, my story uh, it really starts with biology. I've studied biology for a very very, very, very long time. Um, I would say fifth grade, probably minimum. And um, you know, the teachers—it's it's an elementary school education at that point. Uh, I, and by the way, I live in the United States. I care, of course, Karen lives in Canada. Um, I was—I'm uh, from the northeast of the United States originally. And um, in elementary school, we had just basic courses on whatever—math, writing, science—you know, uh, literature—all these kinds of things but when i saw the anatomy diagrams and drawings again very basic that they were showing us and teaching us i said okay so um i I was asking the teacher i said what structure is this one what structure is this one and of course they didn't know because all they knew was the what was written in the text and what was already pre-labeled for them to teach the kids and so i went out and i got a, a very informative detailed book probably not really a kid's book it was I mean, it was at least a, a high school uh, level book, if not more. Back in the day too, I found the information to be in some ways a lot more integrative and uh, informative. And so this was this was quite a long time ago. This was the 1990s. And things, in terms of how things have been, are being presented now, it's quite different. I preferred, uh, I, I still prefer, of course, older texts. And when I study something, I go for the oldest um, extant text to pull the my resources from because generally oftentimes it's going to be the least biased the least affected by modern culture uh, I'm the kind of person that wants the information very clear I don't want any beating around the bush just give me the information and leave it open and I'm you know don't try to manipulate or force anything I'll take what I what I need and what I can use and I'll, you know leave behind the rest which is I really encourage that for everyone don't feel like you have to, to embrace everything or if someone comes to you with a topic you might not like you know if, if, if you find them credible and you respect them just just hear them out you know you have no none of us do including myself have no idea what we might learn from that and it, i'm consistently actually on a daily basis amazed at um, the information that i get if i don't have um, come in with preconceptions and i leave it open to okay what is going to be shown to me today what information am i going to gather I, I will go into uncomfortable situations just so I can learn, you know, I'm not afraid to do that. I understand. You know, not everyone's into that. but
1: Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Um, and I always come out with something that helps to, uh, it's really the synthesis that I'm most, most interested in. Getting all these stories together. Um, and of course, the title of the show, Aliens and Astrology, I want to know one of my big topics actually with astrology is who created the system? Who created the astrology system? Because it is a created system and it didn't have to be the way it is, but it was created that way on purpose. Um, and it's very, very, very integrated. It's a really beautiful system, but I don't actually um, necessarily fully agree with all the measures that have been taken uh, and the cycles of time and things of that nature. And we can, we'll talk about more of that in, in later episodes, I'm sure. So in any case, back to the biology, um, you know, it wasn't enough for me just to have the basic, uh, anatomy information. So I went to very detailed texts and, you know, I was probably nine or 10 years old, obviously very young. And I started to read it myself and study the diagrams. And then, um, I had a very consistent interest in biology all the way through, I mean, (laughs) up to the present day, actually, but, um, In high school, you know, I took uh, AP biology. I got college credit for that. I did um, some other college credit courses when I was, uh, I want to say a sophomore in high school. I think I might have been a freshman too, maybe freshman and sophomore. I actually took college level courses um, at the University of Connecticut, and I did a lot of uh, field research. And, um, you know, working with actual college students at the time and professors and everything, and we, we wrote up everything at the end, and you know, the proper scientific method, we had the hypothesis and the data and the conclusion and everything. And of course, I was out there taking measurements and um, logging things and charts. And uh, it's the real science, you know, I was doing it from a very, very young age. And it is, uh, it was college level work. It's not like high school level work. So I was, you know, always pushing the, pushing the the limits of of what I could kind of handle the time. So then, uh, let's see. College. I continued with uh, biology in college, and um, I actually kind of switched over, in addition to biology, to the language of Spanish. Uh, I used to be uh, quite proficient at it. Uh, I don't, I don't use it a lot, so um, it takes me a little bit to get warmed up. You know, if, if I'm in a conversation, uh, I can still read it very well, though, which is interesting. I think it's probably a different part of the brain. Uh, but if I pick up a Spanish novel, I, I have no problem understanding uh, most of what's in the text. So it's a great, uh, great asset to have that too, um, especially my, one of my missions really is to get the world together. I'm trying to bring people together. So I, all the time, people are like, Dave, come join our religion or come join. That's like, guys, I want, I'm interested in staying neutral. Okay, because what I believe in, first of all, is the purity of the heart and kindness and generosity.
3: Did you know that your body and well-being are being continuously threatened by something you don't even see? That threat is based on electromagnetic radiation, or e-smog. On an average day, you get exposed to 20 to 40 sources of negative EMF, such as your Wi-Fi router, Bluetooth headphones, cell towers, even the dirty electricity hidden in your walls. This radiation creates a long list of problems that impact your everyday wellness and well-being. Check out the Centropics Bubble. The Bubble is a breakthrough miniature active neutralizing frequency device that literally fits in your pocket. The Bubble uses EMF radiation protection, which makes positive electromagnetic frequencies that are aligned with your body and the Earth. The Bubble is programmed and charged by impulses from a specifically developed bioresonance radiation technique. Frequencies that counter interference fields, known as electrosmog or electromagnetic pollution, are recorded as information by the bubble. Best of all, you can take the bubble with you wherever you go. Rediscover the joy and wonderful passion of being alive and reclaim your vitality and energy. Just go to GetTheFrequency.com or click the link in the description to get your Centropics bubble today.
4: And to me, that actually speaks the most. It's not about what I say I believe or what I it's like, no, go volunteer to food drive. Go pick up elderly people to help them go grocery shopping. Do things, you know, for free out of the generosity of your heart. That to me is more of God than you're gonna see in religion. It's actually the the person to person. I wanna see what people, you know, in terms of myself, I include myself first on the list, that I expect myself to be giving to people. Um, you know, to be in terms of my business, to be charging fair rates to people. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, if I'm saying something, I'm willing to do it or I have done it. I'm not saying things that are not from experience and quite a lot of experience at that. And so, um, you know, we just have to uh, people need to do what's right for them. And that's actually kind of one of the biggest universal laws for me is that it's going to be different for everyone. Uh, Up to the point, what I believe, up to the point where someone is going to harm themselves or harm another person, I essentially stand back and I let people do what they're going to do because it is a learning process. There is a point, I think, that that it is appropriate to intervene, um, and that's obviously according to to local law and and, uh, laws of country and stuff like that. And also just to, you know, we need to take care of our neighbors and our family and, and things of that nature too, which is, you know, it's absolutely vital for any culture. Okay, so um, biology, um, you know, I've never put it down. And then, uh, let's see, I want to say probably in 2000, um, tw- 2011, no, probably 2012, I said, okay, so I have a very strong basis in Western, the Western teachings of biology. Now, what I need to do really is I need to get the Eastern biology, which had never ever been presented to me even one time even as a small subunit not one day did I have that in any class all the way through actually all the way through college believe it or not it it was never introduced as you know here's another option that people you might find interesting you might find legitimate go check it out you know and that's the thing is that I want to get different things in front of people so that you can see what's available to you and then you can pick what's going to work for you not about me i think you know you probably agree karen it's not about me or you in terms of what's going to work for someone i want that person to have success so whatever they need to do that um you know hopefully that you're going to find me finding things in the the shows that me and karen are doing um and we're you know we'll always be resources for people so don't hesitate to reach out if you want clarification or or something that we offer can help you for sure so i started to study the uh, chakra system and, you know, this is one of those things that just kind of came up um, in reading. I mean, I read huge amounts every day. I watch videos every day to learn. I'm also, of course, right now I'm on the, on the road doing um, on-the-ground research, which is, again, absolutely vital to uh, investigating things. It's not just things I read in a book or conversations I have. I'm actually at the sites. I'm taking measurements. I bought an EMF detector um, about a month and a half ago, so I've added that to the uh, assets that I have. And it's very helpful because if I go into a situation and I'm, you know, we're all biosensors. And so we're feeling the environment around us, including the spirits, uh, if there are any present. So if I'm feeling something and then I look down at the, the EMF uh, detector and EMF is electromagnetic frequency, uh, essentially light, different wavelengths of light is what it is. Um, and it's matching what I'm feeling myself, then that's really good data. It's extremely good data. So someone doesn't have to take my full word for it. Now they can say, okay, well, this is what Dave said. And look at the, look what the reading is showing. It's not just Mm -hmm. a And and more of that, the more, the better. I want, I want my perspective. I want your perspective, Karen. I want the um, scientific equipment's perspective. I want uh, scholars from 200 years ago's perspective. I want people from ancient India's perspective, which is thousands of years ago. As much as we can possibly um, put out in front and I always encourage people to share their uh, viewpoint. I'm never going to say, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I will always listen as long as people are being respectful um, of themselves, other people, and you know, also what, what I put out there, too. That's, that's really the only thing I ask from people. Just be a decent person. Be respectful of other people's opinions. Um, you don't have to believe it, but, but hear them out, especially if you find them credible. Okay, and so um, I started studying the chakra system. That was while I was in Alaska, actually doing tourism. I spent uh, about four seasons up there doing tourism. And um, I just sat in the library one day and I had no idea what I was about to find. And then it started to kind of um, enhance my general knowledge of biology in ways that I didn't even know existed because no one ever presented that to me, which is one Mm -hmm. of the primary issues is that we have to see it we have to hear it. And you know what? You might, you might say, okay, it's not for me right now. But you know what? 10 years down the line, when someone says something, you say, you know what? Someone told me that 10 years ago. And now suddenly you have an interest in picking it up. So you don't know when you're going to be able to use the information. I think you'd agree, Karen. But for me, it always comes back around. If I haven't finished on a topic, then I will have uh, more access to that topic years, sometimes years down the road, sometimes 10 years down the road. Um, I mean, one of the things, a good example for that is, um, you know, I've studied the, the religions extensively. I've also read the Bible uh, three times front to back, starting with the Old Testament. But in addition to that, you know, the Hindu texts, which are primarily for me, were, were the Upanishads, which is a very, very beautiful, exquisite work. Um, I would highly recommend that for actually maybe as a first book, even Karen, for anyone that wants to get into uh, spirituality. Because it doesn't talk about any of the gods. It doesn't like name specific people and things. It talks about the purity of your heart. It talks about how you're one with the universe, but you're also your own uh, entity and how they overlap each other and everything. It's a really, really wonderful work. And then, of course, the Bhagavad Gita, which is um, the texts of Arjuna and uh, Krishna. It's the hero's journey, essentially the the journey to ascension. That's a, a fantastic text as well. And then, you know, continuing with, um, with some of the Chinese texts, the Buddhist texts, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, uh, i work with Native Americans. Um, I'm probably missing something, but, you know, Zoroastrianism, I spent some time with that one. As much as I can possibly have in front of me, I, I've consistently asked the question, how do you explain spirituality? How do you define God? Uh, what, how do you define morality? That's a really big one for me, because if someone says I'm spiritual... Well, I want to see what that actually means to you, because I talk to most people would say I'm, you know, that someone's spiritual. You call yourself spiritual. Um, but what is important to me is what are the, the tenets that you stick to and that you adhere to and that you believe in? And if you say you're spiritual and you're out you know, hurting other people, you know, that that doesn't work for me. You have to actually your action has to match what you're actually saying. And mm-hmm. it really starts in the heart, you know, the kindness and the purity and the generosity. And then that will come out in all the other avenues of your life. Naturally, you don't you don't even have to plan it or force it or anything. So um, anyway, what I was getting at is that the uh, the Mormon text has come back. Uh, First time I was introduced to that was 2012 and it just came back last year. And when it comes back like that, I already had the text um, for reference and I started talking to some of the missionaries again. And again, it's about getting other people's perspectives. It's about revisiting the text because I missed a huge amount of information because between that time and now was 10 years of me. That's actually the time I learned astrology. I didn't have any of that when I first read any of the, really most of the text. I had no astrological bearing. And it's absolutely vital if you're gonna, if you're gonna synthesize at full levels, You know, you can read something, you get one level of meaning, but if you want the whole level, you're going to at some point need to have that because that's how the time clock for the earth has been created and structured. We're born into the signs that we're born into. Um, That's not a coincidence. If people don't believe it, you can take uh, your family, take your friends, make a really big list, put everyone in their proper sign. And then I encourage people just go read the description of that sign and and you're going to be astounded. Um, And that's not even, has nothing to do with me. That's actually just has to do with what the science actually is talking about. And that's a very baseline astrology. It's the very, very basics. It it goes, in fact, there's no limit to how far you can go with it. All right, so the chakra system. I picked up the chakra system in 2012. um, And it started to put together some things that I learned uh, along the way about fasting, about the different states of consciousness that you have, depending on where your energy is centered along your spine. And I think we did a show uh, on that previously, Karen, uh, one of our shows we've done on a different uh, platform talking about the dimensions and everything i uh, thought was, that was your show actually quantum guide show um so putting that together you know it turns out the chakras also have a planet uh, planet that is associated with each of the chakras of course there's a color that's associated with each of them there's a metal that's associated with each of them there's a day of the week that's associated with each of them there's a note that's associated with each of them and so this is this is the real syncretism and i do want to um thank my friend Santos Bonacci for uh, presenting a lot of this this material to me back in the beginning, which would have been 2015, actually, Um, because it is syncretism. Syncretism means putting everything together in in its proper place. um, To the extent that everything works together, and it synthesizes with itself and with the other disciplines, because it's all going to fit, you just have to figure out where it fits. And that's uh, consistently what what I'm aiming to do with what I teach in my research. So I picked up the chakra system and then I picked up uh, along the same time the the Indian texts, which I'd already referred to. And then uh, I was a few years later, I actually was looking for information about the spinal cord fluid. This was in 2015 because it's said to be a very mystical substance um, that uh, is essentially a, a conduit for the soul or the spirit in the body. That the consciousness exists in that fluid and it, it permeates all the cells of the body. And that comes, it really starts in the brain and then it, it gets differentiated into the, the uh, CSF. Well, the cerebrospinal fluid goes down the spinal cord. And then from the spinal cord, it gets differentiated, it differentiated into the rest of the fluid systems. But the main channel is always the spine and specifically the spinal cord. Um, there's two nerves that, according to Hindu tradition, there's two nerves that wind down the spine. And one is an electric nerve, one is a magnetic nerve, and the spinal cord is said to be the neutral channel. And so what happens is, as they wind down, they meet in seven different places. And the seven places they meet creates a vortex, because when you're putting a negative current and a positive current together, plus a neutral current, you have, that's, that's the trinity, first of all, that's the three. That's the core meaning of the three, is you have the positive, the negative, and the neutral, or the masculine, the feminine, and the neutral and um, that creates a vortex of energy and it, which is a spinning the ch- chakra actually means wheel and so it's a spinning vortex or a wheel of energy it comes out both sides of the spine uh at that that specific point one through seven uh because there's seven primary chakras and then i i do teach just three additional ones above the head that you can't see so anyway all of that started to come into play and then uh, as i searched for that video about the spinal cord fluid which by itself, was uh, probably the most astonishing video I've ever seen in my life, and I don't think it will ever be topped. If people want to check that out, um, go over to YouTube, type in um, Your Body is the Holy Land, Santos Bonacci. It's in uh, two parts, and the other one that's fantastic, equally as good, uh, some slightly different information, is um, The Secret of Secrets Hiding in the Bible, part one and part two. That's also Santos Bonacci. So, um, you know, the, what he presented is, is something I needed to see when I was in high school still. And the fact of the matter is that we're, we're still not at that point where, where kids can see this. So you don't even have, especially as you're developing, you have to give the kids some options to choose what makes the most sense for them. Don't give them like half the story and then try to blindside them. And so they, you're going to force them to believe whatever you're saying, which pro- I mean might not even be true, to be quite honest um give them all the options you can and that's something that i would like to eventually in the future be able to find a way to integrate that uh for people to give me a chance to speak at at events or to speak at schools uh just to get it in front of the kids this is something this is how the chinese talk about it this is how the hindus talk about it this is how the buddhists talk about it this is how we teach it in america and now you can decide what you want to do with it You know, Mm -hmm. that's the way you actually do proper science too. I'm not, I am not biased when I go into a situation. I have, you know, even on the research, I thought, um, and we'll talk about this in the future too, Karen. But I went to uh, Pine Bush, New York, last week, which is essentially the UFO capital of the Northeast of the United States. And there was a string of events. uh, I want to say was in the '80s, might even been late '70s into maybe the mid '80s. I think by 1996, it, it kind of quieted down a lot, but Anyway, um, they have a paranormal museum there, UFO Paranormal Museum. I thought for sure that the energy when I drove into the town would be not great. And I was absolutely amazed. It was actually completely the opposite. I could not believe it. I was ready to deal with some difficult energy. I didn't have to. Actually, the energy was great. It was supporting me. Uh, The people in the town were were, uh, really conversational and, and nice to talk with. I was amazed. So that's one of those examples. Where I went in and I said, no, for sure, if you're having weird UFO stuff going on, it's going to be probably a, a not great energy in the, in the local environment, which would be generally the local land, but also the energy grid that you can't see. You call it the ether if you want to. And it was exactly the opposite. So, you know what I said? Okay. I said, all right. I was not correct about that. That's no problem. Now I know. And now when I talk about Pine Bush or even, you know, the Hudson Valley, I can talk about it differently now because I've been there. Cause I did mm-hmm. the research on site with, I had an EMF detector. I had actually another person with me as well to get their input on it um, as much as possible, gather as much information as possible. So um, that was an example of that. And uh, anyway, so I, I found the, the, the cerebrospinal cord fluid video. And then I said, um, you know what I said, Santos did such a good job. And that's a serious understatement. It was the best video I've ever seen in my life. I, I was, I think, 25 when I saw it the first time, which is an absolute shame. I should have been 16 or 17. That's what I needed to mm-hmm. see at that age. And I would have, Karen, it would have saved me 10 to 15 years of uh, a very difficult uh, transition period. If I had seen that before I was taught things that I actually don't even believe are true now, most of, most of what I learned specifically in high school, um, most of that I completely have had to unlearn and then relearn things the proper way so he did such a good job that i actually clicked on the the videos that are recommended for you on the side of the uh, youtube uh, page and i i saw he had some astrology videos and i said you know what that's something that i actually don't really understand and the reason i watched it is because he did such a good job on the videos about biology and spirituality and that's Mm -hmm. what i'm talking about too when i say is the person credible and if they are, and if they've demonstrated something very valuable to you in the past, give them more opportunities to help, to help and to inform you. Watch all of their stuff. Watch all of their material. The people that I like the most, I've watched almost every video they put out because I, I can trust them. They're consistently putting out a good information, and that's helpful to me. So I just gave him a chance. And um, after I started to see the, the uncanny uh, similarities between what my sign is, you know, I'm a Pisces, um and the description of pisces i was like no that's exactly how i am i can't like look the other way on that if i'm going to be a good scientist i have to look at that seriously then what i did is i took the people i know uh, my family and friends and extended family and i started to put people like i said into their proper signs and then i was thinking about all of them together and then i read the description of that sign and i said no this is correct this is correct i have to go with this Because it's correct information. In fact, um, if if you're looking at it correctly, it's never going to let you down. It has never let me down one time. um, When I do charts, I could do it blindfolded now because I trust it implicitly. It's demonstrated itself to me. I would say probably a thousand times now. I mean, I've done probably a thousand charts since 2015, and um, I don't have to think twice about it. And there's always a there's always a pivot point too. If someone's unsure of something, the most popular one is oh, I read my sign that doesn't sound like me. And what I say, the first thing immediately is I say, okay, well, read the sign that's opposite to you then. And then mm-hmm. tell me if that sounds like you. And I'm telling you 99% of the time they say, oh yeah, yeah, actually that's the one. That's, that's describes me. And that's the principle of the axis in astrology, which means each sign has its complementary sign on the other side of the zodiac. Uh, we're not just one sign, it's an axis. So you can flip back and forth depending on polarity. And depending on how you're holding your energy that day, um, if you're in a lot of stress, it's probably going to, and you can't handle the stress well, it's going to probably flip to your opposite sign. You actually want to read the opposite description. And generally, it's not somewhere you want to be either. It's something that um, it's going to feel uncomfortable for you and it's going to feel difficult. It probably will bring a fair amount of anxiety. You've, you're feeling off balance because the polarity is wrong. You need to get back on the positive side of the, uh, of the pole. So in any case, I picked up astrology in 2015, uh, I started doing birth charts, and it got, of course, to a whole different, much higher level, uh, when I it was more than just, oh, what is your sign? When someone says, what is your sign, they're saying, what is your sun sign? You have uh, the sun sign, the moon sign, plus the ascendant sign, and together they make up you. That's really the whole uh, picture, the whole basic picture. I mean, it goes a lot further than that. And so um, once I started to birth charts, it really developed. And I actually could not believe that, again, it's the same thing, that this was not taught to me correctly, that I didn't see it when I was actually I did see it when I was 16. But guess what? The only the only information that I had was from the newspaper horoscopes, which uh, Hmm. are often are often just done as a, a fun thing. Oh, take this lightly. You know, it may be real. It may not be. Okay, well. Yeah, that's true for the newspaper. It, it could be anything anyone wants it to be. Sometimes it's for entertainment, actually. But the real astrology, no, it's always, I mean, it's always 100% accurate if you have the accurate information. Um, I try to get, you know, 99, I say 99%, just so I leave that 1% uh, chance for error. But I always know where to look. If there's a question or if something's unclear, I'm going to know where to refer to in the chart. Um, of course the, the, what's called the daily transits, which means what's happening at any given day is also important. It does not hold generally does not hold as much weight as your birth chart because your birth chart is stamped in your body and it's stamped in your mental structure. And you carry that with you everywhere you go, no matter where you are on the planet, no matter if you're awake or sleeping, that's your stamp and that's your signature. So that's the first one you want to look at. And that's, um, if you have to choose one that's the only one you want to look at, but there's no reason to choose one. We can embrace all of the different uh, tools that, that can help us, which include the daily transits, it includes progress charts, um, there's, there's everything. There's relationship matching, there's career matching, um, that you can pick days where will be more likely for you to have success if you're trying to schedule something or schedule a wedding or schedule a conference or whatever, whatever a career move. There's a way to do it that is much more likely you're going to have success specifically based on your birth chart but then you can also look at the daily chart which is called the daily transit so anyway 2015 i picked up astrology and um you know since then it's been uh a lot of it has kind of gone into the quantum side which is something that me and Karen have very much in common um and it's one of the first things we really bonded on it's that when you open up the quantum possibilities really anything becomes possible um there are limits in terms of the physical world but there are, there are also ways to deal with those limits and to uh triumph over those limits and those are the things that i teach with understanding your astrology understanding your the body understanding how the fluids flow in the body which which is really it's called ayurvedic medicine uh the general principles of ayurveda you need to get the fluids refined um they need to be uh free flowing you need to break the blockages uh safely and then you will start to have uh, a serious rejuvenation happening up to the point actually of ascension, which is a whole another topic in itself. And so um, it's been a lot about the quantum field. I do a lot with dimensions now. I did pick up the ET topic around 2016, probably. Uh, I started watching Ancient Aliens. I've seen every single episode of that show. I actually went to William Henry's conference, uh, who's one of the stars of the show in Nashville in uh, April. And I got to sit down with him for a couple hours and we talked about uh, actually mostly about Ayurveda, which is um, my perspective on uh, the conference was called the oil of Ascension Uh, Christos uh, Christos 2.0 the oil of Ascension Christos refers to the oil, the Christ oil that's the um, central point of Ascension teachings and biology. And so uh, we talked about how actually the again you know the Ayurvedic texts. This is something else that I needed to see when I was sixteen. The Ayurvedic texts out of ancient India talk about how to uh, clean your body, how to improve your energy, your frequency, uh, how to improve your health and to heal, and um, it's, it centers around oil amazingly. And so all of these traditions, you know, they come together. If you know, for instance, the Egyptians were talking about oil too, but primarily as far as i know they were using oil to embalm the body on the outside of the body they were also using salts but they were using them on the outside of the body after the person had died and in ancient india uh you can certainly use it on the outside of the body it's really good for healing the oils and uh, the salts just specifically the oils really but all the salts too i mean they dry out the impurities and do they're, they're very conductive um and what happens is you have um uh the teaching of the oil on the inside of the body and that's what i'm trying to get people to focus on because like you said uh, you know during your introduction karen everything we need is within us is all within us and actually to such an extent that you wouldn't believe what starts to happen to your your perception and to your dimension uh, around you i actually referred to all of us having a personal dimension in addition to a collective dimension and we can of course talk more about that in the future but Uh, just just watch what happens. You know, you get into a heavy fast, make sure you're being safe. There's ways to do it. Uh, I can certainly help with that. There's lots of books out there that can help too. But uh, if you want the firsthand perspective, please reach out to me for that. Um, What happens is your perception starts to shift so dramatically if you get your fluids very clean that um, the colors of things change, the sounds you hear change, the smells you smell, there's things that are in the air that you can't even smell because you've lost that receptivity because your energy is too low. So if you improve that now, you're, you, you could have walked in the same business or the same restaurant and you couldn't smell anything before. Now you can smell everything around you. That's to the extent I'm talking about. And then also when you talk about the dimensions, it's very interesting because um, things are not really what they seem it's uh we're, we're taught that there's like one reality and this is it no it's no that's not how it is and the ancient indians they knew that thousands of years ago uh at minimum and i would say actually most of the ancient traditions knew that and so we need to get back to uh giving that option to people again it's it's an option i want to put in front of people i'm not saying you have to do it but i'm saying if you're open to it you'll be amazed at what you actually can discover from uh, being open So uh, all that stuff, it's all there for us to use, excuse me. And, um, you know, I continue to uh, do a lot of research. Uh, Of course, I am based in the United States. So I continue to do a lot of research based in this country. Uh, I've been doing a lot with the Mound Builder Civilization, which is all throughout the Midwest and actually goes into it actually goes into Ontario a little bit as well uh, that I know of and um, over to the east all the way to, say, West Virginia. And uh, there are some in Florida as well. So it was a huge civilization. Um, I am following the uh, the LDS story, the Latter Day Saint story, which is another big story that happened in the United States. Uh, it's you know Joseph Smith was born in Vermont and he migrated through over to New York, to uh, Palmyra area, and that's where he found the tablets on the hill that had a record of the ancient Jewish people in the Americas, and. Um, you know, he, he had visitations by angels and, you know, you could say ETs. I would feel comfortable saying E.T. I mean, anything that's extraterrestrial that's not based on the land is technically an E.T. Um, and then, of course, the church was founded and uh, there was just its I really encourage people to read that story and just be open minded. Uh, it's not I'm not saying you have to believe it, but just just please. It's one of the most phenomenal stories I've ever read in my life, fiction or nonfiction. I'm absolutely glued to the story ever since I first read it the first time. So people wanted to to look into that, you know, pick up a book of Mormon and just be open-minded. Don't go in with preconceptions. Just see how you feel as you read it and try to maybe take some notes and see uh, the things that interest you to follow up on in the future. There's, there's plenty there. So I think that kind of covers it, Karen. I mean, the, you got the biology, you have the astrology, uh, the spiritual topics, the spiritual guidance topics um you have the eastern medicine topics the et topics the ancient history topics most of the ancient history well the things i can do on the ground are of course the united states because that's where i'm based now and then the only well i mean i'm sure there's more but the, the last thing that i didn't mention was is of course oak island which i was involved with the uh, the show the curse of oak island in 2017 and 2018 and uh, unfortunately they didn't air my segment but it was uh it was it was a big success people really enjoyed the information and I continue to follow that story very closely, because it does involve, uh, I believe, extraterrestrial intelligence, and uh, lots of other things too. There's ghosts there. Uh, there's uh, potentially the Knights Templar that were there, which is a fantastic story in itself. Um, fairies, giants, little people. It's somehow it seems like everything happened in uh, on that island. And what's interesting is that when the, the land masses were connected as part of Pangaea, which was the supercontinent way back in the day, uh, the Nova Scotia, Canada area was essentially at this very center of that landmass, And that it really includes New England where I'm from too. Uh, so there's something to be said for why the energy is so unbelievably strong, especially Massachusetts. If people haven't uh, spent any time in Massachusetts, I've never felt such intense raw energy as I do in Massachusetts. Uh, and i would just issue a word of caution just be careful where you go in terms of the energy you can handle uh you want to go in with spiritual protection be open-minded to learn but uh it's it's not a joke please be careful if you go out there doing research in massachusetts specifically very 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 strong energy uh w- well before the the settlers came over too this is this is not from like the 1620s this is from actually i think it's from before the Native Americans. It's something that happened there that actually no one even remembers. That's how old it is. So uh, yeah, it's all those disciplines together. And, and like I said before, the more we can put together, um, the more we can figure out. And it's a, it's a group effort, right, Karen? You know, we want uh, mm-hmm. I don't wanna do this by myself. I, I want assistance. I want other people's perspective. And I wanna get people to find the ve- the best version of themselves that they can. Uh, living the life that they've envisioned for themselves, obviously treating other people with, with respect and dignity along the way. Uh, but that's my goal for other people and for the world is to get everyone to the best version of themselves. It's not a competition between other people. It's a competition. It's really between yourself, your old versions and your improved versions. And, uh, you know, it's very important to me that I'm, I'm doing better every day. And if I'm not, then um, and I take an assessment and I say, all right, it's time to step it up. I've got to do a little bit better and uh you know even for me you had mentioned um of course your your wonderful show quantum guide show i've been on a few times and you have absolutely fantastic guests um you know even some big names and stuff which is really fantastic it's so cool to see people uh, interacting and to get their perspective too Uh, i started doing podcasts actually in september of 2021 so it's still pretty new for me you know i'm coming up on a year soon but um it's, uh, it's great, and I just like to, I like to get conversations going. Uh, as many people as I as are, are interested in having a conversation, I don't go in with expectations, we just see what happens. And if it's successful, then um, you know we, we continue talking and we continue sharing information. And I just wanna get the world, it's not even North America, it's I wanna get the world to a better place, better access to good information that's going to be helpful, in a way that's easy to understand that's very important for me and i think you would probably agree with this karen that you know when i talk astrology and i do birth charts it's as simple as i can possibly make it and and to make it a way that's going to be easiest for people to integrate i'm not trying to and I don't. i don't use big words i use things people can understand wherever your starting point is um because i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to be better than anyone i'm not trying to like get attention or to have notoriety or, has nothing to do with that it has to do with getting good information out to people being fair and honest treating people well and then you know what if we continue to do that we're going to set up a, a really really bright future for everyone there's going to be there's going to be so much wealth all kinds of wealth you know in the heart um material wealth if people are interested in that but you know where that comes from and the best way to do that for me the only way to do that is treating each other with respect and dignity being decent being open-minded and taking care of your neighbor, so that's really where I'm at with that. And uh, that's that's about it, Karen. You know, I guess mm-hmm. we can open it up for a little discussion
2: here. Yeah, that's great. That's great, Dave. Let's um, just take a quick commercial break. Stay with us, folks. There's uh, there's more coming, and I think you'll find it very, very interesting. And we'll be right back. Don't skip over this brief commercial break. Dave and I have some important information for you. You may have noticed that participation in our community does not depend on memberships or donations, and we do not hide our episodes behind a paywall. We want everyone to have the opportunity to learn and share our important content with others. Dave and I both offer services which may make your journey more fulfilling and I offer some products as well. Our sales and services are what provide us with the means to continue our work as there are many expenses associated with our mission. Check out our offerings to find that which resonates with you to help create a win-win situation. What I mean by that is financial support to help cover our expenses but also some great products and services to give you that edge that you've been looking for. Check out my online shop, www.karenholtonhealthcoach.com, to find Zendome's organ generators, comfort crystals, and an array of vital services, all designed to help you to become the change that you wish to see in the world. Now, more than ever, people are awakening to a world we never imagined possible. In response, Dave and I are offering tools, methods, and podcast content to assist you with your awakening process. You are not alone, and there is still much we can do to support our health, emotions, and our spirituality. We both combine ancient wisdoms with cutting-edge technology to help bring comfort to your body, happiness to your mind, and joy to your spirit. To assist you with your life journey, check out my website and find many valuable resources. There's the 9 Steps to Quantum Health Transformation. This is a free, comprehensive online course. Learn about detoxification and nutrition, grounding in spiritual practices, and an advanced version of the Law of Attraction, giving you more of what you really want out of life. I also have my Zendome's Organite, which is my unique brand of organ generators. They're ethically sourced and handmade by a friend of mine, and they're double charged for maximum effect. I also carry Comfort Crystals, which is a limited collection of energetically infused, semi-precious stones. I have an array of vital services, so you can get the one-on-one support that you've been looking for. Also, coaching, guidance, and I do assessments and also workshops. And then again, there are the many free resources available on my website wisdom to assist with energetic ascension into physical mental and spiritual paradise also check out dave's services dave can teach you about astrology and spiritual concepts principles of eastern medicine birth charts relationship matching spiritual guidance fasting and his unique approach to health You can find Dave's services on his Facebook page, Instagram at DavePetrella12, and his YouTube channel. The links can be found in the description box below. Let us share our quantum work with you. It's your turn to heal, evolve, and thrive. Believe in your ability to succeed. Now, let's get back to the show. Thank you for staying with us. So Dave and I are going to talk a little bit about how we uh, our different perspectives sort of complement each other, and where we're coming from, um, just to give you a better idea. And then, um, as Dave um, mentioned earlier, please feel free in the comments, leave us some comments. What do you think of what we're saying, do you have a different perspective? Do you have a similar perspective? And what would you like to see more of in, um, in the show? But one thing that was very interesting for me is Dave and I, we have these synchronicities that we can't even explain. It's not like I call him up and go, hey, Dave, you know, what about this or that before the show? It just organically comes out. So from my perspective, I use the chakra system a lot too. And it is such an amazingly easy to understand system, but it also represents so much. So we're moving away from, and please feel free to disagree or agree, Dave, but we're moving away from an intellectual or a scholarly way of looking things, more moving into an energetic way of looking at things, which includes quantum mechanics And so the chakra system is this amazing system that can help us with our health, with our psychology, with our spirituality. And what I think is probably the most important is so that our body can hold the frequency because we are the temple and that frequency then allows us to push that energy up. And then above our heads, of course, we can ground also, you know, to the earth, but through um, that's how we kind of get bring heaven down to earth is by getting to the point where we can actually contact higher dimensional realities. And yes, if you haven't seen uh, the show on dimensions, we're going to repeat it, I think on this program, and I'm going to add my component and Dave can add his again. And you can get a really kind of comprehensive perspective on what we mean when we're talking about uh, perspectives. But Dave, did you have anything else you wanted to say about the chakra system? Because we both draw on it quite heavily in the way we see reality. And And it's all energy based. The actual physical 3D hard construct is actually an illusion more than anything else. And the quickest route to health and happiness, and even financial prosperity is through the energetic system. Dave, what do you have to say about that?
3: Yeah, I
4: agree, Karen. Um, The chakra system really is, uh, well, you can refer to it as the cosmic axis of the body. And so when I teach about dimensions, if people have seen some of the previous episodes, um, the the dimensions are stacked essentially on uh, along the central cosmic axis. And this is the ancient model. Uh, it's really the ancient model in almost every tradition, believe it or not. If you go to uh, the Norse tradition or the Hindu tradition, the uh, Kabbalistic tradition, the, the biblical tradition. I mean, there's even references to, you know, a, a flat plane. Uh, actually, the Quran talks about the carpet being rolled out. You know, a carpet, a carpet does not lay, you know, like draped over something. Okay, a carpet is, I'm just saying, carpet is flat. You put it on the flat ground. And this is what is being said in the Quran. That's just one example. Um, so anyway, the reason I bring that up is because the ancient model of dimensions is based on, uh, well, when you talk about the, yeah, when you talk about the planets, it really is based on the flat Earth plane, flat Earth disc being at the center of the cosmic axis. Uh, the, the Norse called it Midgard. They uh, called Earth Midgard, which means the middle garden, and so that actually shows you it's in the middle of the axis, and then you have the heavens above and the hells below. Um and then another way to refer to it is uh purgatory. In my opinion, this uh this is purgatory. It's you see about fifty percent great, fifty percent not great. It's a pretty even representation because we're in the mid dimension. It's not a very high level dimension, but believe me, there are plenty worse. So I'm thankful at least that I'm not in one of the hellish realms. Uh some you know, the lower realms they don't even have color in them. Uh the shades of black and white and grays and, and things. Imagine um being born into this dimension and if you've come from a lower dimension you just you wouldn't believe the colors that you can see it's like you didn't even know it existed being in in one of the lower dimensions on the axis But anyway um the planets are set along the cosmic axis and uh they have each they have what are called their sphere they roll over their own sphere i teach 10 spheres above 10 spheres below plus the flat disc in the middle which makes 21 total um which actually karen and the other another way to to segment it is saying it's three sets of seven you can do that that's okay uh that's consistent so if you want to talk about you know um the mid level uh dimensions being part of the seven seven chakras this there's a seven chakra and we actually covered this in one of our previous uh presentations each of the chakras is actually broken up into smaller segments Everything is fractal. That's, that's really how the at least this solar system works. I believe it's how the universe works, actually, the whole universe. So you'll see representations, smaller representations within things. You'll see uh, larger representations within things and they all are consistent with each, with each other. So in any case, um, that's how the cosmic axis is built and those are the dimensions. That's, that's the larger system. And then the system of the cosmic axis in the human body is the chakra system. In each of the chakras, is um, correlates with one of the seven chakras, uh, one of the seven planets, and I, I already mentioned these uh, a little bit before. It, there, it's a direct correlation: colors, the notes, everything. And mm-hmm. so uh, they all fit together. It's not even a stretch to fit them together. It actually just fits extremely well. Um, and those are the things that I like to teach because it's I'm not pushing. I'm not I'm not like pushing the limits about what I'm saying. It actually just fits into place really well. And it so does. in the body, exactly. So in the body. Um, And like as you're talking about, you are um, you're given a conduit to the dimensions in your own body, which is why it's absolutely vital that you work on your energy to become a conduit of higher um, frequency, so that you can have better access to some of the higher dimensions. Specifically, the higher I don't focus on lower dimensions. You know, some people do work in lower dimensions that help, and that's wonderful. Um, I occasionally do things of that nature, but they're all available to us along our spine. And the idea is, is that you have to get them to open fully. You really ideally want to have all of them open fully. And actually, if you had all of them open fully, you would cease to be physical. And that's, the t- that's actually the true teaching of ascension, is to convert the body, the physical body from a dense form to a uh, light form or a light body or an astral body or a celestial body. There's lots of names for it. And then once, you mm-hmm. have, once you're not made of uh, carbon, not carbon-based, now it's not such a big deal to, um, there's no aging, you know, you can travel through time, you can change your form, you can do really anything, you know, the universe is open to you. But to get to that point, I would say that there is a qualification period. And actually the chakras and uh, in the, in the planets are, they're called, one of the, their names is called the gatekeepers. They make sure that you're consistent with their teaching. So if you want to get to the fifth chakra, you've got Mars watching you and making sure that you're consistent with if you want to enter that that domain, you have to match the energy of that domain. Which I agree hundred percent with what you said, Karen. You can't just, especially as you get older, you can't just like wish or will it. You actually have to fix the physiology. At a certain point, you can't. Certain point, the the mental power diminishes so much that you can't just like wish it to happen. You actually have to make it happen. You have to mm-hmm. work with the physiology. You have to do some serious uh, filtering of the fluids, and you, you got to get the oil back in. Uh, and convert the oil to a higher uh, frequency as well and mm-hmm. um, the hindus call it uh, the kundalini power that's uh, the energy in the spine and it goes uh, through it's a conduit through all really 10 chakras above and below um, the base of the spine and uh, that's what we are given to work with so it's not the, the the truth we're looking for is not outside it's inside of our own bodies And if you want to have the experience of the highest dimensions, you can have that right. Well, not immediately, but after some work in the proper science and the discipline and actually the understanding of what to do, you can have access to those higher dimensions. And uh, Mm -hmm. in the previous presentation, what I was talking about is that let's just take it for granted just for this illustration that we're all currently present in the Earth dimension, which is the middle realm. I already mentioned Midgard, the middle garden, the name for Earth by the way the name earth if you rearrange the letters of earth you get the word heart and we all know exactly by the way it's the same letters and the heart we all know is in the middle so there's another reason that we know that i believe i mean i don't believe for me i know that the earth is in the middle um because it's it's talking about the heart so the kundalini power um oh this is what i wanted to say and i already mentioned that so let's just say take it for granted for this illustration that we all live in the earth dimension. And while we're in the earth dimension, we can actually pull in energy from any of the other 20 dimensions. And that's actually one of the best um ways to illustrate how you can be in a room with people and you're all seeing different things and perceiving different things and it's like you're all living in a different world because we generally are because some people are pulling much lower energies Their physical bodies here but their mental body is not their mental body is maybe in the fourth dimension below the earth which is would be one of the hells so they're pulling in the energy from that dimension bringing it to this realm and then they're trying to basically convince everyone else that this realm that's the energy in this realm when it's not this realm is is right in the middle so um if you want to truly feel the energy of the earth uh don't you know don't channel anything don't connect with anything psychically just literally now, this is the best way to do it, Karen. Literally, just go out into the woods, go for a walk. Don't do anything, any kind of meditative anything. Just actually go and experience the flowers, breathe the fresh air. That's the Earth dimension. Anything mm-hmm. else? Well, most of the other things are coming from either higher dimensions or lower dimensions, and you you pull them into the Earth dimension in your own personal perception, based on uh, which essentially which chakra is most open and where most of the information is coming through. So we Mm -hmm. have this a huge capacity to be pulling in information and uh, energies from all of the 21 dimensions of the solar system. Um, And then there's also outside of the solar system which is a completely different topic. You can communicate with anything in the universe if um, they're open to it. And I agree with you, what you said before too is that you have to match the energy of what you're trying to communicate with. So if, and if the entities um, or if the beings or the spirits, whatever you want to call the living forms of the universe, if they deem, and it, it is up to them, by the way, if, if, you're, if you are asking them for help, it's their right to either approve that or deny that. So basically, they're going to look at where your heart stands, would probably look at what you've done, and decide, is this person truly deserving of the information they're asking for? The high, specifically, the higher dimensional beings, they are the ones who actually make the final call. Um, Mm -hmm. if it's the lower energy beings, a lot really, you know, we're kind of the ones that make the call since we're the ones living on earth. So, um, the best way to go into it is with respect and again, open-mindedness and humility that really goes a very, very long way. Go in asking for the information, um, do it with a contrite spirit and say, you know, I'm, I'm really just, I'm confused or I'm lost. I'm looking for help. If there's anyone out there that can help me, please. I'm asking for, for assistance. And if you're if you're truly in the heart uh, space that you will be given that information, you're right about that.
2: Yeah. Um, I just wanted to add a couple other things about the chakras. I'm sorry, Dave, am I interrupting you?
4: No, that's that's it. That's it.
2: Okay, that's great stuff. I agree 100 percent. And as the show progresses, we'll give you more and more uh, lessons and teachings so that you can find out more practical ways of actually uh, participating in some of the things we're talking about. So from my perspective, looking again at the chakra system, what's amazing is each chakra is also kind of governs um, different emotional uh, states. So, you know, like the solar plexus governs anger, um, you know, the root the root chakra um, has its emotional um component, including passion and um, survival, I guess, and then the sacral is is more passion and things like that. As we work our way up and clear these channels or these energy wheels or vortices, um, we're then able to progress higher and higher in our own spirituality. And the interesting thing about this is everything within our world has been kind of color or energy coded. So sound is energy, color is energy, crystals emit energy. So give an example, if, if I'm just using this as an example, it can be any emotion, look up, in fact, we'll do a whole session, a whole show on this coming up uh, in, in the near future. But say, for instance, you're just not getting the results you want out of life. And you realize that lately you've been really feeling angry and you don't really know where that's coming from, but you're feeling angry. So, um, you know, that would correspond to the to the solar plexus And, and please do go ahead and Google some of these terms and look at some of the charts and you'll get a much better idea. But um, so what happens is you can spend a whole bunch of money and time going for psychotherapy and this and that. But there's another way of of dealing with it, because when you boil it all down to the energy level, so you may want yellow um, crystals like, like citrine, which is in the quartz family. Very, very powerful, powerful crystal. And we may find it really attractive to us. And we go out and we buy some citrine. And then you realize it's because that part of your chakra system needs help, needs support. The same thing goes with yellow. You might decide, you know what, I really feel like some lemonade, not the crappy stuff you buy from the store. I'm talking about a real lemon, cut it, squeeze it, add some water to it it's delicious, it's refreshing, and it really helps us on an emotional level as well. So I'm just using um, that chakra and that color as as an example, we can do it through foods, we can do it through sunshine, we can do it through so many different ways. And so these are some of the other things that we want to teach you. And again, once we have our chakras up and running nice and clear, there's nothing we can't do. And, um, but there is a price to pay we do need to do some education some learning we need to learn about correspondences because a correspondence for one person may not be ideal uh, as ideal it is for someone else and there's just so many ways to what i call skin a cat i know horrible analogy but Um, You know, there's so many ways of doing this. And and to me, it's just wonderful. So I come from a different perspective than Dave, but we meet right in the middle. And I think that is the really awesome uh, aspect. And Dave and I don't even have to agree on things, um, because that also helps to serve to um, build the discussion and bring more information out to you, the viewers there's one other thing we're running out of time, but there's one other thing I did want to touch on Dave, you talked about it. I talked a little bit about it. And that is, um, you know, living in the West, um, you know, um, predominantly, I would say the religious environment is what we would call Christian. And sometimes people um, think I'm speaking unchristian, Christian, and I'm not, I'm not valuing any one spiritual system over another I think there's beautiful things we can learn and find in common in all the different belief systems but just for clarification what I wanted to talk about is in my own perspective and from my orientation um, there's sort of two ways that I see Christianity being executed one is to obey your church and your religion, absolutely, because they're promising that one day Jesus is going to come and save everybody. And although that's a very um, noble way of doing things, I personally don't fit in that paradigm. I fit in the paradigm where the teachings of Christ were to teach us, as is the teachings of other um, spiritual um, um, teachers of the past is to teach us how to become Christ-like, and so for me, the second coming is becoming more like Christ, and um, and more energy is on that Christ level of experience, and so that we actually will change the world and rescue ourselves. I'm not saying that Jesus was or wasn't there; that's beyond the scope of this discussion. But the point is, is what resonates for me is that, um, yes, absolute respect to the man they call Christ and the teachings of Christ. But I see a greater fulfillment of that within our actual bodies and our own energy systems where we then become more Christ-like. And with that, I want to turn it back over to you, Dave, because that's what you were talking about where um, you talked about the fluids in the body. Do you want to address a little bit more about that? I'm, I just don't want people thinking I'm anti-Christian. I'm not. I'm just believing in a more broader and uh, richer idea where we take personal responsibility for becoming the change we want to see in the world. Anyway, um, what are your what are your last thoughts on that, um, Dave? Yeah, you
4: know regardless of what the outer narrative might be you know if that does include a second coming uh, i mean most of the, especially the most of the uh, abrahamic religions have a, a, a second coming that figures into what they believe uh but you know there's from the in the east it doesn't really work that way nearly as much they talk more about the yuga cycles and you know everything in its right time and then the buddhists are kind of like uh you know don't don't get weighed down with anything Uh, try to be careful of attachments and that's one way of kind of getting to the spot personally where you might want to be but yeah actually that's the thing is that regardless of what someone thinks might be happening the conduit is within you the power is within you to do it uh you're the one at the end of the day it's always going to be this way um that is deciding what you're associating with what kinds of energies and frequencies who you communicate with, what's acceptable to you in terms of morality and, and things of that nature, and um, you know, if the outside narrative, if there is a figure that comes back, you know, okay, but it doesn't mean I have to put all my focus on that. My focus is still on being the best person that I can be. So while I'm doing that, if that just so happens to occur, then fine. Then I'll I'll do I'll I'll look at the event and I'll say decide what I feel about it at the time. Um, because we all do have, um, we have the, the, be careful how I say this, we have a certain amount of free will. I mean, astrology does limit it, and we can talk more about that in the future. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you really want to be able to exhibit as much personal self-control as possible. Because that's when you really lock in on uh, what you believe and how, to, how you define things, the kinds of results that you get, the clarity of results that you get, things of that nature. Um, but also, it's the same thing. Is that at the end of the day, it's you're living with yourself, with your own energy. You're deciding who you're associating with and communicating with, and and wh- it is dangerous to believe that someone outside of you is going to come back and solve everything for you, including all of your karma, all the things that you're responsible for because you did them. And I say you, I mean I include myself. Uh, I'll put mm-hmm. myself first on the list if that makes people feel more comfortable uh i'm not exempt from that certainly not but um you know i don't want someone else to take take the um the heat for what i did it's me i did it you know that's that to me that's a sign of maturity it's that you accept responsibility for the good the good things and the bad things that happen and you try to rectify the things that are not so good necessarily um so for instance if there is a figure that comes back i still want to to um, address maybe my shortcomings myself, because I did it, you know? So it's not it's not scape, you don't wanna put it on someone else. Uh, even if that person is willing to help you, um, it, it, actually, if the, if the person who's come, supposedly that's, that would come for the second coming, if they're truly an ascended figure, they give you the option. They say, you know what? I can help you maybe to this much extent, maybe I can't help you fully, I'll help you as much as I can. But you still need to pay your karma, you still need to set the the, the rights that you did, uh, excuse me, set the wrongs that you did right, and um, level the balance, you know, because you don't you don't move on spiritually, if you have a, a negative karmic debt, that that is, in my belief, a universal law, there is a, a one, you know, a, at some point, there's a one for one, if not a, a 10 for 10 to one, depending on what the grievance might be. But yeah, I agree with that, Karen. It's like, uh, if that happens, if it's especially if it's a good event, I definitely will embrace it. But in the meantime, I have things I need to work on personally. And that is taking precedence. And I'm not, here's the key factors. I'm not waiting for an, an outside event to occur. I'm taking it today. And every day I wake up and I'm doing the best that I can for my own advancement. And then when that event does come, if it does come, then, you know, it it hopefully will just enhance the process that I'm already going through with my own spirituality. I'm not asking anyone to take what I did on themselves. You know, I don't even think that's fair or right or even karmically fair or anything of that nature. So, um, but you know, I I encourage people to believe uh, what you're gonna believe, but just, uh, you know, be open to people and you don't have to believe what they're saying, but that's how we learn and how we grow is by listening and asking questions and also giving your opinion on things and then you know what? what's amazing is at the end of that conversation you can still be civil with the person and you can just say you know i don't really agree with you but i really appreciate your time this was really nice and uh there's no reason it can't be a good experience
2: Mm -hmm. well said very well said so um yeah so please do um, leave us comments um if there's uh particular subjects you'd like us to delve into Um, Otherwise, we will be back uh, probably, I don't know, in a few weeks, depends, as Dave and I have already said, he's traveling doing research right now. And so it's a little uh, more difficult to do a regular show. But coming up in the fall, we will be hopefully doing at least one show um, a month where Dave and I are teaching um, our perspectives on a single subject. And also we'll have some guests Um, and include them in the conversation and it should be quite interesting. So I'm hoping that you will share this video with your friends and your family, like it, subscribe to both of our YouTube channels and um, I guess that's it for today. Do you have any last minute thoughts Dave before we go?
4: Yeah, sounds great Karen. I mean I'm really excited about uh, continuing conversation. It's also nice to have uh, guests on too and to see what their perspectives are. And how it can uh, you know even help us and, and viewers to enhance what we uh, what we believe and the path that we're taking. It's always really exciting to have a guest too. Um, yeah, and and the other thing you know um, if uh, me or Karen can provide any services for you, don't hesitate to reach out. I think we have links uh, probably below the video, right, Karen, and the, the commercial yeah. as well. Um, that would uh, you know we'd really appreciate that. And also. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'll speak for myself. I think Aaron's probably on the same page, but it's really important that what I've been able to discover and develop that it's not squandered. So I want to help people. I want people to be involved. I want people to leave comments. I want people, you know, if you want even if you want to be on the show or you have a suggestion for a guest, any of these things, it's, we're all, we're all uh, a part of the conversation together. And I want it to feel comfortable. I hope people feel that and uh, I'm excited for, uh, for the future and our conversations and guests for sure. So uh, thank you guys for watching. I really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy some of the greenery. Um, I haven't had that before in any of my shows. I am on the road, like Karen said, I'll be done uh, at the end of August and I'll be back to a more um, predictable schedule and we can start to do uh, to have some guests and things like that. But please let us know guys, what you think. And, and uh, if you want some services, reach out to me or Karen.
2: Absolutely, Dave. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for joining us on Aliens and Astrology, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining Dave and I for the Aliens and Astrology show. Become the change you want to see in the world. Subscribe to our YouTube channels, click the like button, and share this show with your friends. Check out Karen's website at KarenHoltonHealthCoach.com. All the links will be in the description box below. Until the next time, keep up the good work. Well, challenge my perception.
0: I shift uneasily as I try to justify how I value your suggestion full of life when I'm empty of my own and five minutes before I was okay Now the curtain drops to the floor Leaves me weak and begging for more When I think I get it, it flutters and vanish away